Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Let's talk winners and losers from this weekend's preseason action. Next on Fantasy Football Today in 5. Welcome to FFT in 5. I'm Chris Towers. I'm here with Adam Azer. And preseason week two is almost over, and it's probably the most important weekend of preseason action we're going to get. With a lot of teams giving this using this as their kind of dress rehearsal for the season. We're seeing, you know, most teams use their starters for at least a couple of drives this weekend. Adam, one big winner for me this weekend is a guy I've been a little concerned about, and that's Damian Pierce from the Houston Texans. Last season, he got 77.5% of Houston's running back touches through week 13. Remember, he suffered that season-ending ankle injury in week 14. That was the fourth highest rate amongst all running backs. He was also only RB21 in points per game. So that was not a great sign because if he was going to lose any playing time to Devin Singletary, it might be hard for Damian Pierce to even be an RB2 in this offense. However, they played, uh, I think it was 14 snaps. He played every single one of them with the starters next to CJ Stroud this weekend for Houston. Devin Singletary did play this weekend, didn't come into the game until after Pierce was done. He's not going to play 100% of the snaps, but I was legitimately worried Singletary was going to have a bigger role than someone like Rex Burkhead did last season. Preseason usage, at least, suggests that may not be the case. How do you feel about Damian Pierce? I feel better about Damian Pierce than the loser that I'm going to talk about uh, in Najee Harris. I feel sure. you know good about Pierce uh, to a degree. Now, I thought, Chris, I thought that Stroud stayed in the game and Pierce went out and then Singletary came in, but I could be wrong about that. You're usually... On top of that kind of stuff, I thought Stroud played like three or four possessions and Singletary played two, but I may have just made a mistake in my notes. Um, but it's obvious Singletary's day was just done. And you see that with, yeah. with running backs like Aaron Jones has played one snap in each of the of the preseason games. So, yeah. you know, if you have a running back that you love, he plays and then he leaves, you know, Barkley dressed but didn't play. I think Pierce is, you know, close to that guy. I think James Cook is another guy that is playing a bigger role than yep. any Bills running back has played in a long time. So absolutely those guys are risers. I do think that the ceiling's a little limited. I think the offensive line is going to struggle. I don't think he's going to be super involved in the passing game. And I think that offense in general is going to be going to be rough. So I think late round four is the earliest I'd look for Pierce. But I, I like what I'm seeing, Chris. Yeah, yeah, some good stuff from some other running backs. Javante Williams, I, I think just the fact that he was out there and, you know, played actually a significant role. I think five targets in a couple of drives with Denver mixed in a lot with Samaj P. Ryan, who handled a lot of the passing downs, you know, the third down situations. But still just a good sign to see Javante Williams out there. Adam, who's some winners for you? 
I'm going to look at two teams that have come out and for for the Steelers, it was twice for the Giants. It was once, but the Steelers in both of their preseason games, they look more aggressive. They look Mm -hmm. like they trust Kenny Pickett. He's reportedly had a good camp and he's looked good in limited action in the preseason. It's really opening my eyes and changing the way I'm viewing the Steelers. And maybe I'm falling victim to it, but I mean, they, they went up against most of the first team of the Bills defense, and they put up 14 points in like five minutes. Mm-hmm. They had a 62-yard rushing touchdown from Jalen Warren, but I'm more interested in Deontay Johnson. I'm more interested in George Pickens, and I'm more interested in Kenny Pickett in two quarterback leagues. He's a first-round pick that everybody just decided was bad. Maybe he's not that bad. I really like what I've seen from them. On Friday night, the Giants came out. Daniel Jones was uh, 8 of 9, 69 yards and a touchdown on one beautiful drive that went right down the field on a lot of the first-team defense for the Panthers. A lot of Darren Waller. A lot of Darren Waller. Three straight targets to open the game. Yeah, a very creative offense. That They have a good coordinator and a good head coach. So, um, you know, there's still nothing vertical for them. I think that's going to be a concern for the Giants. But those two teams who have been kind of Ugly, run-heavy offenses. We might see different versions of the Steelers and the Giants. All right, who's a who's a loser for you this weekend? Najee. You know, as much yeah. as I love the Steelers, even even if Jalen Warren didn't score, he's had a 62-yard rushing touchdown. It is very clear that Jalen Warren is going to have a bigger role than he had last year. It is not just going to be Najee Harrison on first and second down, mm-hmm. and then sometimes third, and maybe Warren in there. Like, they're going to split to a degree. And I just think we have to at least acknowledge the possibility that Jalen Warren is just a better running back than Najee Harris. So I am not drafting Najee. I don't know if I have the guts to maybe rank it this way, but I'm thinking about guys going in the fifth round like Damian Pierce, Alexander Madison, Ken Walker, uh, Brees Hall, James Conner. I think I like all of them better than Najee. I'm super low on Najee Harris, maybe too low, but I I think Warren is maybe the best handcuff you could have. He and P Ryan. He's yeah. in P Ryan territory for me now. The the case for Najee Harris, at least the first two seasons of his career, has just been volume. And so the, that's always the concern, right? Is if if a guy goes from getting 75% of his team's touches, including most of the passing downs and all of the goal line, like he'd had his rookie season to what we saw last year when he started to lose a lot of those more valuable passing down snaps and was losing some of the early down stuff as well. If, if this becomes more of a split, yeah. yeah, I mean, Jalen Warren certainly looks like the most more explosive guy, and it could be like a a Dallas situation where Tony Pollard is this where where Jalen Har- Warren is the smaller side of the split, but could end up being the more valuable fantasy option if he's getting you know big plays and passing down work. Obviously, I still rank Najee Harris above, yeah. as I'm sure Good. assume you do, but absolutely, yeah. I if he's my RB two, I still don't feel great about my RB2. I don't think there's a ton of upside there. And a tight end that I'm starting to get scared of based on the preseason usage has been Greg Dulcich, who is still the primary passing downs option for the Broncos. You know, in the first uh, half of this game, he ran more routes than Adam Troutman, but Adam Troutman played more snaps. And, you know, in the one tight end sets, it's been a lot of Troutman in the early downs. It's been more Dulcich in the later uh, downs. And look, you can still be fantasy relevant, if you're playing most of the passing situations, but it's going to take him out of the the conversation for me, at least as a tight end one, because he was you know, pretty fringy to begin with. So I'm a little worried about Greg Dulcich's breakout potential. And, you know, if I'm looking for a breakout in that offense, kind of looking at Marvin Mims, who is starting to play more. He, he played primarily on the outside when they had three wide receivers in, it was Jerry Judy moving into the slot, but Mims is clearly one of the top three wide receivers for the Broncos. And, 
I like taking a, a late round flyer in some of my drafts on that second round rookie. So that's Marvin Mins for the Broncos and not looking great for Greg Dulcich's breakout chances. And that's going to do it for FFT and five. We'll see you tomorrow. You can now relive the best moments of the UEFA Champions League 24 7. The UEFA Champions League channel is a new 24 hour streaming channel serving non stop goals, highlights, and full match replays from the world's most prestigious club competition. Reminisce on your favorite moments, legendary players, and brilliant goals with the UEFA Champions League channel streaming around the clock on Pluto TV and the CBS Sports app.